Good morning and welcome to Our American Heritage. I am Mark Turner, the host of the program. Our American Heritage program, we're exploring depth the American experience from its beginning to the present. And today we want to welcome back as our very special guest, Judy Frazier and Lydia Nuttall. So ladies, thank you for coming back and thank you for continuing to help me with the show today. Thank you, Art. Yes. Judy is the president of We The Kids. Uh, that radio show is on Saturday mornings on WFYL at 9.30. And along with Lydia, she is an author. She is on the board of We The Kids. She has written a wonderful book called American America's Forgotten Stories that anybody can use in their family and, and help their kids learn some American history. So uh, Lydia lives out in Utah and Judy lives in Indiana, correct? Judy, aren't you in Indiana? Yes, I am. And Lydia Lydia lives out in Utah and she is out on the road. So if you hear some some tires, it's Lydia it's Lydia <laughs> driving along. So she said that she would... Speeding along the highway. Speeding <laughs> along the highway. So uh, we Lydia asked a question on our last show. We're talking about Anthony Wayne and she asked a question about his personal life. And, oh, I sure did. Yeah, and you certainly opened a can of worms. And ladies, this is what one of the struggles that's going on in America right now, particularly with historians, is honestly looking at our nation's history with all the good points and all the bad points and all the warts and never be afraid to examine American history and, and don't sugarcoat it, don't whitewash it. Uh, but then again, at the same time, you know, we have a lot of people who just want to be so totally critical because they view it in one particular uh, through one through one one lens and this is where we continue to need to find a balance you know we're coming to the point where Lydia probably when you and Judy and I were in school we were pretty much taught that our founding fathers were almost like statues and they were almost like godlike and they did all these wonderful things which they did but we never really were taught their human side with their faults and their bad traits and and the uh, sometimes the wrong decisions that they made. And over the past 20 years or so, we're beginning to get more of a balance of actually looking at our past, looking at our country and seeing the good things we did, but also a lot of the, the bad things that we've had to overcome. And we need to find that balance. So I'm, I'm saying that because Lydia asked a question about Anthony Wayne's uh, personal life and Lydia, did, did, had you read anything or did you have you heard anything about Anthony Wayne's personal life outside of being a general and a legislature? Yeah, it was. Um, I'm a family person, and so I um, something that I read that he was not faithful to his wife. And I know we were mentioning about his wife and that he had had children by her, two of them, right? Two kids, yes. a boy and a girl. They had two girls, and, two, boy and a girl. And so, anyway, um, and I know it's kind of common when you're in war times, uh, I don't know, um, to not be faithful to your wife. So, anyway, that just, if that's true, that's just something that I had stumbled upon or thought I stumbled upon in doing some studying about Anthony Wayne. Well, unfortunately, <clears throat> Lydia, Judy, uh, Anthony Wayne was not a very good family person. Um I don't know what you, I guess we call it, we will call him today, he was more of a player. And Anthony Wayne was, was known to be quite uh, the... Um the a womanizer? Uh, a womanizer, we would say a womanizer. We would say that uh, you would rarely ever see Anthony Wayne without a, a young lady's arm on his arm. And uh, 
you know, at Valley Forge, some of the we we say that you know Anthony Wayne was a mile and a half from his home and never went home all during the winter encampment, which was true. And one of the reasons is because he and his wife did not get along that well. And oftentimes, Anthony Wayne unfortunately overlooked his family and spent very little time with his family. And um, so Anthony Wayne went a lot of <clears throat> a lot of places where you know it was in particularly in this time period it was almost a status symbol that if you were escorted somewhere to a party or a dance or some sort of a social gathering if you were escorted there by a military officer and so we see that a lot with 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 Anthony Wayne throughout his life that there was often times where we see him not spending very little, very little not spending much time at home paying very little attention to the needs of his family and unfortunately spending very little time uh, around his children at all. Yeah, a, a woman about a year and a half ago named Mary Stockwell has written a book. And I encourage all you, re- all the listeners, to read it. It's called Unlikely General, and she really goes into the the, the war details of some of Anthony Wayne's personal life and and what he went through and and who he was and you know what he actually the different uh, escorts that he would have so on throughout his life. So I know I'm I'm skirting some of it, ladies, but it's it's. Such a great read, um, it's, but it's also it's also sad to see here is this man who was just a phenomenal general, and he was a great general, and he was a very successful general. But in my opinion, he wasn't a very he wasn't a success as a husband or a father at all throughout his so life. Maybe maybe what we can do as we discuss more of things like this nature, where okay, here's a wart, everybody, um, and it's an ugly wart. Um, what can we learn? from it so we can I, I think he would like that <laughs> as you know have we can learn from their mistakes or their weaknesses and um, make sure we exemplify something more positive out of that um, and, and I don't know. those are my well, thoughts well we, we see the balance is ladies is we need to teach we need to educate ourselves on the whole the whole person yeah. and not just not just emphasize one part of the person you know let's honestly look at an individual our, our history exactly what we have been through and not sugarcoat the bad areas but not overemphasize them where that's all we do is look at the bad areas or or the imperfections of our government or a human or one of our our, our founders or our leaders but put it all in perspective of the, these people were human and I know the three of us you know we will readily admit that we have faults we have parts of our personality that really need to be strengthened. Well, there's no different than any any person in our in our in our in our past, and it's no different with Anthony Wayne or you know or Benjamin Franklin or John Kennedy or Dwight D. Eisenhower or Franklin Roosevelt. You know any of these people to look at what, what was going on in their lives. But late Judy Lydia, the problem is we have people that want to emphasize one segment of a person's life and not yeah. not, not not look at it in totality at that point. And you know, so the moral of the story is to um, in our own lives today, and with things that we hear, news media or social media or whatever, um, 
probably take it for a grain of salt and um, and look for the other side of the coin because there's yes. always going to be sides of the coin. There is. And, that's, and, and there's edges of the coin. So there's really three sides of a coin. Yeah. And so that will give us a better, a, a more well-rounded picture. Uh, of these, again, all these people <clears throat> and our government, they're human. And, and we need to look at it from that perspective and put it into a balance rather than, you know, swaying to one side or another. Judy, you mentioned to me in the last program, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. And were, were or are you a fan of Dwight D. Eisenhower? Yes, very much so. And Liddy, how about you? I mean, um, I wasn't even born yet. So. <laughs> Thanks, Liddy. So, you too. I'm well, gonna leave you guys to discuss uh, Dwight Eisenhower. I'm gonna leave you guys together so I can go to my skate lesson and. But thank you for having me on this show. Um, I will look forward to hearing um, more. Well, uh, listeners, Lydia, Lydia has to, she's she's driving to a lesson that she, she has to go to. So, Lydia, thank you for coming, at least sharing with this, with this part of this program. And, Lydia, I'm just going to leave you with, I hope that you are a fan of Dwight D. Eisenhower, even though you weren't born yet. So... I've heard good things about him, and I think I drove through his birthplace. Like, there's, is it like Kansas? Well, he's actually born in Texas. He was, Texas. but he was raised, he was raised in Abilene, Kansas. Okay, because there's a Dwight D. Eisenhower, like a museum there. And yes. so I, I know, I knew he had to be good because, well, there's yeah. a museum there. Well, Lydia, thank you, but thank you for coming and sharing. You know, You're drive welcome. safe, drive safe. Thank Judy, you. Judy, the reason care, I, everyone. the reason I asked you that is because when I give a talk on Dwight D. Eisenhower, Eisenhower, you know what the number one question I get? What? I'm thinking. I mean, I could talk about Ike's military career. I could talk about Ike's political career and his post-presidential career. What's the number one? Well, you have any idea what number one question I get about Dwight D. Eisenhower from most people? What? Did he really have an affair with Kay Summersby? Oh, dear. You know, well, well what, you know, it's like you have to put all that in perspective. And I'm making the point of we look at these people and so many people want to read and, and and talk about all these, the personal lives of these people and just overlook so many other aspects of their life. And, and the other way is true. So many people just want to look at one aspect of these people's lives rather than looking at the totality. And Lydia, when she, she answered, opened the question of Anthony Wayne's personal personal life. And we look at that and we can see, you know, Anthony Wayne had a lot of issues in his personal life, in his marriage and with his kids. And, you know, uh, even leaving his whole estate to one of his children and and, and not giving another part of the estate to, to another to, to his other child. So, you know, we again, we have to look at that um, in totality. Well, but, I like to think about the positive. Yes. Because I think that our kids are being taught such a negative narrative of America today. Although we teach both sides, I don't focus so much on the negative. I remember, this is aging me, I remember seeing Dwight Eisenhower on TV when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I was at my grandparents' house and they were watching him and um, he was such a, in my mind, he was just such a outstanding leader. And Judy, do you think that sometimes... 
possibly one of the motivations of people. They just want to look at the negative so that they tear down the leader. Yes. Quick you know, answer. And, yes. And I know that Joseph Ellis, who was just a phenomenal American historian, made this statement a few years ago that so many people want to tear down the character of George Washington because they in themselves cannot live to that standard of ideals. Well, you know, the story goes on while we're talking about Anthony Wayne and his personal life. And evidently, he is such a great military man. But on the rest of the story is what you've been talking about is the British. The British suffered heavy losses. They had families at home. They came over here to America. There's so much dynamic stuff going on in this narrative. And there is. I mean, it just, it just, we can never, ever, you know, learn enough or study enough. And, you know, Judy, so many people have said to me, well, you know, you, you taught American history or you're a historian and, you know, it's the same every year. Well, no, it's not. It's not. And listeners, I want you to, 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 I'm going to mention something here that, that we, the kids, is an award-winning program. And Judy, I want to congratulate you for oh, so the, award, the award that We the Kids you know, has received because uh, of teaching the American history. And it's never-ending. I mean, there's always more to know. There's always more to uncover. And this is one of the, one of the uh, great things that We the Kids are doing here. And so congratulations for, again, for receiving the award and for the program, uh, the award-winning program that, that you had or you're having for that. So, Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a privilege to, 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 to be a part of that. Uh, with Anthony Wayne, you know, we look back and we can look at his personal life and we can zero in on that, or we could look at his military and political career and zero in on that. And then, Judy, we have a distortion because we're not getting the full story. We have to look at someone's life in totality and put it all together into the story and allow people to make up their own minds. Or we don't even have to make Make a judgment of this is what their life was this is what they did this is who they were and and le- let it let it lie there rather than you know emphasizing one aspect of a person's life rather than or just another aspect of human of human's life um and i think judy another good good example of that is is richard nixon yes you know we can look at nixon and we can think immediately well watergate and then we have no understanding of what he did politically, you know, as as president. And I remember at his uh, memorial service, President Clinton gave one of the eulogies of Richard Nixon. And, and the last line that he said, may we all look at Richard Nixon's life in totality, not by individual events. And, and that is so critical with how we look at American history. We need to look at it in totality, not just individual events. And, That's and, huge. Yes. And it's so huge. It is just, and it's just so dead on. And again, unfortunately today, you know, we have factions in America where they're looking at, at one aspect of a situation or one aspect of American history without putting it all in in one total package. And, you know, we could we see that with Anthony Wayne and later on, Judy. After Anthony Wayne's career is over and the revolution is over and he is living in Georgia, he comes back to Pennsylvania to resurrect Waynesboro because it was going bankrupt. And then 
in what General Washington's first term, uh, President Washington recalls Anthony Wayne back to the military. So, in uh, Judy, in our in our life, it would be like oh, well, um, I'll use it would be like President Kennedy or President Johnson recalling Dwight D. Eisenhower back to the military to help with the military situation. Th- that shows you the respect that President Washington had for the military career of Anthony Wayne because we had a very serious situation going on out in at, at, on the border of Pennsylvania in and Ohio, the Ohio River Valley that needed to be taken care of. And our first general out there was a major disaster, General uh, St. Clair. So Washington recalls Anthony Wayne to the military long after his military career is over to go out there and do everything he can to correct that situation out in um, out in western Pennsylvania. And that's what we know as uh, Judy, it's closer to your area in Indiana, uh, the Battle of Wabash, which yes. was a major disaster for General St. Clair. And then Anthony Wayne is set, set, sent out there to, to the Ohio River Valley. And that's why, Judy, that's, do you live by Wayne, Pennsylvania or close to Wayne, Pennsylvania at all? No, uh-uh. I'm not that far from Wabash, Indiana. Okay. I'm so, quite a ways know, from Ohio. Okay. So it, the Wa- Battle of Wabash was a major disaster for General St. Clair. It was the largest Native American victory over an American military in our history. So President Washington sent Anthony Wayne out there to try to, uh, to take care of this situation. And we see where Anthony Wayne, he, for two years, Judy, he raises troops, he pays troops, he trains, professionally trained soldiers out there, which he called the Legion of the United States. And that's really, Judy, the beginning of the professional military that we know today in America that was really started by Anthony Wayne. That's very impressive. And, and Judy, after Anthony Wayne dies, the what he called the Legion of the United States was rechristened the Army of the United States of America. And it was form, formed by Anthony Wayne out there. Uh, Anthony Wayne, Judy, also was a great builder. He built a fort out in Indiana or out in Ohio called, and he named it after uh, Nathaniel Green. He called it Fort Greenville, and he named it after Nathaniel Green. And why is that important? Judy, it was the largest wooden fort ever built in North America, and it was built by Anthony Wayne. So he's not only a combat general, he is an administrative general because he can train troops. He can get those troops supplied, which he did through the Secretary of War, Henry Knox. And now he's building this large fort, the largest wooden fort built in America called Fort Greenville. And he, Judy, he uses that fort as a staging fort because he knows that he's going to have to fight another battle, which eventually, which, which we know is the Battle of Fallen Timbers, which Wayne, Wayne is very successful in defeating Native Americans at the Battle of the Fallen Timbers. Um, the Native Americans, Judy, had a nickname for Anthony Wayne. They called him Black Snake. Oh. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, Judy, but I'm petrified of snakes. Oh, yeah. I, I see a snake and it makes my skin crawl. It just, it's not, it's just because it is. And so 
Judy, a black snake out in the out that area was the most poisonous snake that Native Americans knew. And so they gave Wayne the nickname Black Snake because they realized what type of a general he was and potentially what they were going to come up against if Anthony Wayne is leading leading human beings in the battle. So Black Snake, they gave him that name. I think uh, there's black racers in Indiana. I know there's blue racers. I'm not sure about black and here all you need to do is outrun them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Judy, I don't know about you, but at my age, I don't think I'm out running anything any longer. <laughs> uh, so Wayne, Judy, Wayne trains men for two years out there to to go up against Native Americans, which eventually, as I said, becomes the Battle of Fallen Timbers. And uh, in less in less than an hour, after two years of training men and and. And Judy, Anthony Wayne had to train men to fight guerrilla warfare, a guerrilla war like the Native Americans fought. So he had to train them in guerrilla war tactics. As we see at the beginning of Vietnam, what happened, our soldiers needed to be trained how to fight a jungle war. Well, Judy, Anthony Wayne did that with American soldiers in 1794. He realized that if he's going to fight an enemy, that he's going to have to fight him with their tactics. So he takes two years to train men to fight Native American style, which we call guerrilla war. And the Battle of Fallen Timbers was less than an hour. And Wayne Wayne trained the men well. And in less than an hour, the Battle of Fallen Timbers is over. And the Ohio River Valley then becomes secure for the United States to be able to move people to that area to continue to expand westward. And it was all because of the leadership of combat and administrative and supplying and training men under the leadership of Anthony Wayne. So, you know, that is the last show to speak, the last hurrah of Anthony Wayne's career in the military. And unfortunately, you know, Wayne dies in 1776 and he dies from gout. And and I don't, Judy, I don't know, I, I've had a few of my friends that have gout and it's very painful. It, even in modern times, gout is very painful. Wayne dies from gout and which, Judy, to me, again, is you think of you look at Anthony Wayne's career, you look at his life and you look at all the things that he was able to accomplish. And you have the impression that this guy must be ancient. Yeah. He's 51 years old when he dies. He's 51. So, so much is compacted into this this life of this man in the short amount of years that he had on this earth at 50, 51 years old when he passes away. Yeah, that's really, really young in our lifespan. It, well, yes, for us, it's that, that, that is early. Um, and again, I mentioned two programs ago that, you know, he is buried out there, but he's also, he was disinterred many years later, and his bones were brought back here to, to the Episcopal Church in St. David's. And so he's buried, his, his flesh is buried out there in Erie. Oh, that was a horrible story, Arch. I know. It's, it's, it's a story that a lot of people, when I tell it to you, they say, oh, that's not true. Well, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is true. So his bones are brought back here. He's buried in the Episcopal Cemetery over in St. David's. And listeners, please go and visit. You can see his grave and you can see the Wayne burial plot and um, it, right over there. And you're more than welcome to go to look at that. And please remember, his skeleton is there. His flesh was reburied out there in Erie. Um, 
his wife dies. His his wife dies a few years. Polly dies a few years before he dies. And Polly died in ni- 1793, and she was only 43. You know when 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 she passed away, and then Anthony Wayne passes away three years later, age 96. And again, then his son Isaac goes on to be has a political career of being a representative from Pennsylvania. So, listeners, this is a local man. This is a local general who had a phenomenal history. Please go and visit Waynesboro. Please go and look at his homestead, and, and you can visit that, and there are docents there. Please come out to the Paoli Battlefield and, and, and visit the Paoli Battlefield and see uh, Wayne's military career there, and then also, again, at Valley Forge. So when you go there, you see that big statue of a man sitting on a horse. It's Anthony Wayne. It's up on up on the hill. So that's just some broad brush strokes of Anthony Wayne's life. So, Judy, thank you for coming and helping you with the program and, and asking some questions and, and, and you know, shipping in to, to help you get through this program. So thank you for, for coming and sharing and for your willingness to do this. Uh, very, It's been very interesting. Thank you so much. Well, again, we thank you. And listeners, uh, Judy is the president of We the Kids, which is on WFYL Saturday mornings at 930, and it's an award-winning program. Uh, so please listen to that and listen to uh, – you're listening to – our, our American Heritage. So again, listeners, Anthony Wayne, please don't overlook him because he is a tremendous hero during the American Revolution and then throughout his life. So thank you. This is WFYL 1180 AM, Working for Your Liberty.